You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. We're brought to you by Game Air Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. So I'm your host TK. In the house tonight we've got Paddy and Brenton making his debut with Corbs and Andy. Andy will be back next week. He's just been on night shift. Corbs is away for a few weeks. But Paddy, how exciting tonight. We might, we'll learn a thing or two. We've got a very highly ranked man joining us, mate. Oh, I'm, I couldn't wait. To get him on the on the potty, man, I could learn a few things. If, if our ranks keep flying, don't worry about Corby and Andy coming back. We might just keep this bloke on here. Now, well, look, I'm very comfortable on this spot on the couch. So you're looking yeah. good on the couch, mate. Yeah, I, mate, I think it suits me. Personally. I think it does. You got long legs, and you got you know. I know. I, look, I'm looking relaxed. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the vibe. Ever so since you Andy's, got on the couch, your rank has gone up too. It's it's actually true. I'm not doing too bad. So Andy's got to, <laughs> got to watch his back. This couch. Uh, you're going good. Thanks, man. But bringing in Brenton, he's actually the Mr. Third Ranked. He's actually bringing up all the Incredible. rankings of the Talking League boys. Apparently, he's carrying us on his back, and he would. Look how good he looks in this singlet. <laughs> look at that. Geez. Brenton, welcome, bud. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having us. Mate, explain. We're absolutely freezing. We're about to hug over here in Sydney. You've got a tank top on. What is the go here, B? So, uh, Queensland weather, mate. It's um, It's been pouring down rain here, actually, so it's... um. But it's still always quite warm. So, um, but give it three o'clock in the morning, it will be under the dunas. But right now, it's absolutely fine. There you go. Well, boys, an absolute spicy TLT. Why don't we get to the TLT? It's so exciting tonight, Paddy. Plenty. Of, I'll, I'll even let you do an essay tonight. It's that good. <sighs> oh, thanks, mate. I've, uh, I've been looking. For, I was like, who am I? What am I going to trim here? But yeah, a lot of a lot of action, especially compared to to last week. So, I'll uh, I'll go kind of chronologically. We've got, uh, so for the Broncos, Adam Reynolds out this week with the HIA, Jock Madden coming in. For the Dragons, quite a bit of movement, so their coach hook has been hooked. We've got Lomax getting a callback up at centre. Uh, Little is now the starting hooker. Embai has been dropped from the squad completely, and Sullivan is on the bench. For the Roosters, so Manu, so we, we're, we've been hearing that he's a week-to-week proposition, so he's out. Hutchinson is the seven with Kiri to six. Uh, Egan Butcher returns and he's starting. Nat gets pushed to the bench. Angus is also on the bench and Satili is starting on the other edge. Uh, for the Eels, Moses is back. Lane Train looking like he's out for six to eight weeks. So Cardi is starting in his place. Uh, Sean Russell is also coming on the wing for Dunstar. Uh, so for the Sharkies, we've got McInnes who's broken his hand. So he's looking at about four weeks out. Um, keep an eye as well in the extenders. You've got Hammond and Ueli in there. Uh, for the Dolphins, so Bromwich and, more importantly, Brenko are back and named. So Tafari is actually being pushed to the reserves. A bit unlucky there for those who rushed into him. Uh, Nelson for the Storm has been named to start, even though he had a couple of injury issues last week. Mm. Um, the, the most concerning being his ribs. So we'll see what happens there. For the Doggies, the Fox has been named again to start. Uh, Oluapu is starting in the place of Reynolds. Reynolds moving to the bench. Uh, Hughes also joins the bench at the expense of Pele. Uh, taking a look at the Titans, so Clark is back with Little Tino out. Uh, for the Raiders, so me and TK were actually just speaking about this. So Starling gets gets a start with Wolford out. Uh, and J- Danny Levi is taking the number 14 role on the bench. And for Manly, quite a lot. So Gerbo returns at lock. Schuster's returning at six. Uh, Tuolagi and Alloway are both looking to have extended stints, uh, and that actually brings Ben Travojevic into the starting second row. So, yeah, quite a lot to, to dig through there. I love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we'll have a look at our round 11 score and ranks. Trades in our mind for round 12. Plenty to talk about buy planning for both 13 and 16. We're going to talk plenty of players here. The likes of Luki, Miller, Ponga, Garrick, Totola, Teddy, Turbo... There's just some cashies in here. This is going to be an amazing show. This could be our greatest show ever. 
Could be. I'm thinking it is going to be. But let's bring it in. What do we do? We'll do around 11 scores and ranks. We'll get our special guest, Brenton, in first. Mate, how'd you go in round 11? And you can. I'll give you the platform, mate. Show off. What's your rank, buddy? <laughs> Appreciate it, mate. So had a really good week, actually. Got 1,028. Uh, that was with Cleary as captain, also being a Heinz owner and, and an SJ owner. So quite greedy in the halves there. Um, I brought in Lukey last week as well. Um, so the 19 wasn't great, but offset it well with an 84. Um, Bird 65. Um, yeah. Had a cracker of a week. Yeah, I joined you too. 1,019. I should have invited you. I was looking real good. <laughs> My rank now, I was in the top 1,000 until the updates, and then they pushed me back to 1,063. But I've got a plan. I've got a plan. Paddy, you went pretty well. Yeah, uh, 901, so not, not as well this week. A um, couple of my, my potty options didn't do as well, mainly let, let down by Dylan Brown. Like, he was really disappointing for mm, me. He was. Um, so that drops me uh, – actually, I'm pretty stable. So I'm at 2708 for my rank. Um, so still looking very good. Like, my round 13 team's been locked in for, like, weeks now as well, and it's actually quite strong. So, yeah, looking at a very strong period there and – I don't have to make any trades. Team value is looking good. So, are you tradeless no, no this week? Potentially, yeah. Like I'm either until the yeah, end of this podcast. I don't know. Until you do the potty, I don't know. <laughs> I did. I did work something around because I've got Heinz FOMO. What's on your mind? So, what's on my mind? So, I was grilled in the chat, but I am a bit worried about Hosking, and I probably mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that he was an option for me to trade out to get to Heinz. And I was like, oh, you're rushing into it. And he's been pretty scratchy. Like he saved himself, was it last week he, he knocked out a 60, but that's like sandwiched between sub 40 scores or something. So yeah. he's he's just been a little bit, I don't know, he's making me nervous because... Don't be nervous. There's a week out from... I don't think you can pull the trigger on that a week out from Origin because you might be getting the best two guys, Chin and Hines, both in Origin together. Could be dangerous territory, mate. Yeah, agree. Oh, if I was going to trade him out, it was uh, for for Davy, and I'm going to. I actually talk about Davy a few times in this pod, but so you're trying to convince I yourself. Think, is yeah, what you're I'm trying, trying to, to convince myself. I just like what he looks at. Either way, I, I think you're kind of. I'm reaching a little. Y- bit. You are. I think we're going to convince you not to trade, but boys, now I'm in also a situation where I don't have to trade, but I'm going to <laughs> because his name's Ben Murdoch Masilla, and I don't like oh, him. No. Now, I've got plenty of cash, and for some reason, I was originally going to go to Totola because I had no idea that Ben Travojevic was going to be on the radar. 220K, I think the dual-edge centre. I know he's only got a small sample, but they're talking about Kelma Tuolagi being out to around 18. He's another number that you're going to get for around 16. So even though he's 12% owned, only 1% in the top 5,000. So I do think that his, his second-half performance against the Sharks was very good. Good trial form. He looks like he's put a bit of size on too. So I think I'm going to lock that in, which will then allow me, listen to this one, <laughs> go from host to Tohu Harris next week. Yeah, that's nice. So I'm in a pretty good spot there. But B, what's your trades for this week, mate? Yeah, look, I was needing to shore up the edge position for round 13, um, edge and wing fullback. Um, and my original plan was going to get on the late train to get Jacob Host. Um, but the emergence of Mr. Ben Trebojevic has got me to get rid of Tommy Talao. Yeah. So oh, nice. straight nice. swap, I, like I get my edge and a center. I also running Lemuelo and Bird. Um, so there's three people who can cover center and edge, um, and that shores that up pretty nicely. And Jake's back as well, mate. So the three brothers starting together. Tommy's obviously doesn't have – he's not full fitness. We saw that on the weekend. But who knows? This could be the bounce-back factor, the three boys together. I do think at that price, a limited downside here, Brennan. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. He's, um, he, I think he's only played one game at the starting second row, and that was with two tries, but he scored a 60. Um, he didn't look out of place. He's he's got the size for it, so I think he can, yeah, you know, I think he can make it a short play five rounds. Probably make you 150k, 200k. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think it's a pretty good trade, and yeah, I, that 220. I think it's just one of those so things. Good. Just load up. He plays 13 and 16 at this stage. One of those things. Of course, there's still risk because he still needs to perform. But given his talent level and, you know, hopefully a bit of a turnaround from Manly, I think that it will be a very good purchase. Boys, let's do some... Let's do some bite planning. I haven't actually played that song this year, which I'm very (laughs) embarrassed about because it's one of my favourites. But let's go have a look at round 13 bite planning. Now, Brennan, you said wing fullbacks, edges and centre. So Ben Pravojevic solves one of your dilemmas. What are you thinking with the next part? 
Yeah, so centres was actually fine because I'm already running Bird and Lemuelu and now I've got Trebojevic, so that's three dual position centre edges. Um, my buys that I'm looking at for my wing fullbacks is Scott Drinkwater um, and also Ruben Garrick, who we'll get into a little bit later. Um, I really like the look of him and even in losing sides. Um, I just I think he's one of those smaller playdowns where you can probably get about 10 points of value yep. and has those first two buy rounds. Brendan, with round 13, who is who are you basing your team around? Like who for the for the listeners out there, who are these must-haves that you think are going to perform for this round yeah. 13? Look, there's there's no such thing as a must-have. There oh, there might be a couple. Um, I think SJ is one of the ones that you have to have mm. because you need to have a strong captaincy option. Um, there's not many other people I would be trusting right now, apart from maybe your Tohu Harris's or your Jack DeBellins, if he does not make origin. Yeah, for sure. I had Reese Robson on my list, the guy that you want, drink water, and we'll touch on Hill and Lukey as well. Paramount have a stack of good players, Hopgood, Madison. Now, you mentioned that man, SJ. If you've got SJ, do you think that you need Dillbags and Moses, or is that getting a little bit greedy? Do we pair him with a Katoa? Well, I wouldn't think so, because you would also be imagining that you're running with someone like a Cleary or a Hines. Mm. Um, Also, people will be running with Isaiah Katoa, who's a very capable scorer. So I don't think you need to have that essentially third or fourth gun fullback who is not Hines or Cleary. Yeah, I'm running 14 at this stage. That includes Walshie, though, that mm. after Ponga's performance on the weekend, I'm assuming that we're probably going to have. How many players? You, you were pretty tight in terms of what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I've got 14 for 13. Sorry, yeah, 14 players for around 13. So I'm I'm completely covered. Um, in terms of, like, where my strength is, I, like, I feel like I've got a pretty solid middle, which is going which is looking at Hopgood, Horsburgh, and DeBellin. Um Halves a little bit shaky, only because it's going to be Dill Dill Brown with Katoa. So I might, I don't know. I don't know if I want to reach to an SJ. Uh, I would have to make some trades to to make that happen. Yep. But yeah, like my back three, solid. Like it's going to be Miller, Walsh, Drinkwater. So like I feel like it's pretty well-rounded. And I guess that's the benefit. Like even I think we've been lucky this year where like someone like uh, um, Lemuelu kind of appears, so he shores up a, a center position, potentially edge, depending on on who you're running. Mm. So feeling feeling pretty good on that. I feel that I have a lot of risk though because you know I think one of the notes was like who's in danger for Origin. I just named it like Horsbride to Bill and. Maybe like I, I'm not as keen as as you are on Debellin for Origin or like as a Smoky. Well, the great news but, with Jake today, I think yeah. Jake might actually seal his fate. Yeah, exactly. So Jake coming back probably seals that as well. But yeah, I've got Horsburgh and and Frizzell. Like Frizzell's a, I don't know. There's been a lot of chat about Frizzell. Walshy can just depends on like Ponga next week. If Frizzell's picked, you've got him. Yeah. Are you selling him? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can't yeah. Right, really... Can't really go... Well, the, the good thing there is if Frizzell gets picked, probably means Hudson Young's not getting picked. So I'll just make that... They might both a, get picked, but maybe. Yeah, I feel... Oh, It'll be great swap. Potential, look, potential, but I've got options is what I'm but saying. But you've got Hamole as well. You're going to get one exactly, of them. Exactly, yeah. So I've got options to pivot because he's at a good price. Yeah. Boys, let's read a few names out that I was been thinking about people to have in terms of not must-have, but have consideration. Now, from Parramatta, I think Hopgood, Madison, and then Dillbags and Moses would be. You mentioned Andrew Davey if you don't have much cash. Could be a good one there. New Zealand, SJ and Tohu would be your two premium guys there. Dolphins, Katoa's very highly owned. Lemuelu and Jerry Marshall King. And just remember the New Zealand and Dolphins, out of the whole period, they play seven out of the eight games. So that's more than any other team. They all play six, the others. Uh, Manly have Ruben Garrick, I think that you should consider. South's probably Tafita Tatola. Jacob hosts at a pinch if you need a bit of cash. From the Dragons, Bird and DeBellin would be your two standouts there for sure. So plenty of you can stack it up there. Just don't leave it too late, I don't think, especially if you've only got eight or nine now. I think maybe make one or two trades and then get some certainty out there for next week. But I think round 16 has been quite ignored, boys, as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it is very, very important. I've actually got more round 16 players than I actually thought. More good luck than good management because I forgot that the the Cows and also Newcastle were playing in that buy round. So I actually had three Cows, which actually came up with good management there. So three of them count. I didn't realize Knights actually do play on that round. Yeah, they've got a good schedule. They do, but of course they have the buy after round 
after nine. Origin in round nine. 14, which yes. would be another consideration if Frizzell actually makes the team to trade him out because yeah. he essentially missed two games. But I guess the biggest one is Lockie Miller and what we do post the round 13. Now, before we start, Brennan, you actually traded him out early. What was your thoughts process behind that one? Yeah, I thought he was just on a bit of a decline. Um, and we all know that the wing fullback position has been quite a struggle to have consistent scorers. Um, so that's probably been why I've gone so well this year is I've jumped off when I felt there was a good decline. Uh, example would be Brandon Smith at the very start. Um, and I just figured that was going to be happening with Miller. It was also giving me an opportunity to get shore up a position of an up-and-coming gun in Corey Horsburgh. Yep. Um, so I would... You know, I did get crucified a little bit in the chat for getting rid of Miller too early. Was it Cardinal Sin? But um, I'm pretty happy with my choice right now. I'll bring this question forward, Paddy, because we're going to cover it anyway, and it's the concern on Lockie Miller. Now, his last month, 27, 34, 40, 34. Is it a case that we play him the round 13? The buy is then the opportunity, maybe trade to. There is some, some, you know, there's Ramian, there's Karaz. There's a few different options for us to trade out to. Yeah, I think I think if you've still got him, so if you haven't already jumped off, I think you have to just hold until at least thirteen. Yep. From what I can see, uh, there might be something going on with him, maybe off the field, because he kind of looks a little bit distracted. Like his error rate has like just shot up over those four weeks, and I don't know. Maybe it's also the return of Ponga, like that combination. Just ha- not maybe not there. Yeah, it's not really. It hasn't really gelled. So that I don't know. Things could be playing on him. At the end of the day, if he can bounce back to what he was doing at the start, like he's still a gun, right? There was a, at the start of the season, we're talking that he could potentially be a season-long keeper because he was just blitzing yeah. it. So, I think if you've got him, like he, he's still a concern. I wouldn't say that he's not. Like he's definitely a concern. Mm. But if you've got him, hold to thirteen, and you just mentioned there, like he still plays sixteen. So, if you have no fires and you don't have too many like Knights players, Knights para and Manly players for the round 14, he could even still be a hold then. Um, but yeah, definitely like if he's continuing, I think this, the next two weeks is a good indication because even round 13 coming up against a, probably a turbo cherry and gerbo less Manly. If he can't click and fire and get a decent score, he, he's, Probably a sell. Yeah, I think so too. Now let's look at this round 16. And, you know, the three teams that also play 16 and 19 are the Sharks, Dogs, and Tigers. But of course, they have all have a buy in round 17 as well. So you don't pretty much want to load up. But let's touch on a few players. I know that you're pretty keen on Isaiah Papali here, Brenton. When are your thoughts on kind of bringing him in? Uh, so it all depends for me on how Hylam Lukey goes. Um, my plan is to be getting rid of Hylam Lukey around round 14 or maybe round 15 when he has the buy. Mm. Um, I know it'll be going into a buy, but I think Hylam Luke, he's going to be about that 40 to 45 scorer. Um, if he does that over the next few weeks, he'll tip 600 grand. Um, and if Isaiah Papali still scores in the 60s, he's still got a buy. So there's one less round that he's going to make money. Yeah, nice. He did. He definitely has turned the corner over the last couple of weeks. Unlucky in a couple of games as well. A few, you know, that game against Penrith where he only scored a 40, that was in just really bad conditions. Yeah. I, I see, I'm the same as you. I'd love him to have, if he had the jewel right now, I'd probably straight off just swap Payne Haas for the origin period. So, Yeah, I'll, he's, he's going to be a gun, honestly. And he's going to be, I think he's only one, actually he's not even owned in the top 100. Yeah, well, there you go. At the moment. Now, now, when we were at Magic, Magic Round, Brendan, we had a chat about our mate Carl, and we're talking about Oluwatu, <laughs> and I know that you were trying to time him, but I guess Seraldo's hand's been brought a little bit forward. I know that you want him, but what's your thoughts now in terms of when you're going to get him? Yep, so I'm still aiming for round 14. Um, he's got a break-even of about 11, so even if he scores that kind of 40, which is what we're wanting him to score, he's only going to go up to about 300 grand, which is still very affordable. Um, my plan is to actually offload Isaiah Katoa after round 13 because I need Isaiah Katoa to be my second half. Mm. To Oluapu, I'm hoping to bank about 170 grand, and that's the trade I need to make to make my Isaiah Papala E1 happen. Nice. I like it. Now, other boys is – I know you're a big doggies supporter here. I'm not sure if I should expose you here, Brenton. <laughs> but Jacob Karaz, mate, we've seen his price after a great start to the season just decline and decline and decline. We talked about this man, Miller. There could be some other guys that we could trade out to him. Is he on your plans? 
Uh, he's very much up there. Um, in my plans, I need someone for round 19 as a wing fullback. Mm. Um, there is not many wingers in the wing fullback position that I would consider, um, but uh, Garrick is one, Karaz is the other. Yeah, nice. Um, Karaz, has got, he's got that meter eating, he's got offloads, he's got that gangly body that just breaks tackles, um, and he's on that side with Avarillo, who's actually playing really good at right centre. Um, so there is the, you know, as long as the dog's attack can actually fire, um, I think he's going to be quite good. Well, let's have a look what his price is now. Sorry, I didn't write it down, boys. But 497K, still got a break even of 54 for this week. They play the Gold Coast Titans at 2 p.m. on Sunday. So could could see some tries. He actually had some really good base last week, over 200 metres run, 37. He had a try disallowed in that corner too. Him and Avril have a really good partnership. I'm thinking... That depending, because I wasn't really going to carry like Reese Walsh past round 13 anyway, because of the way Brisbane have all their buyers coming up. So it's either going to be him or Miller as a straight swap out, depending on what I need just moving forward. So I'm very interested in Karaz, because I know the quality that he's got. Thoughts? Very interested. I um, really rated him. I jumped on him early last year as well, and he's just, yeah, um, Brento just mentioned it there. Like he's got a really fantasy relevant game. You know, so Brento, Brento. Thought I thought my grandma calls me. Do you like that? Yeah. Do you like it? No, not even at all. <laughs> I don't know, mate. What are you doing to the? Th- what are you doing to the third? Sorry, geez, third place guy. Do you like B? Do you like B? Or did I just make that up? Sorry, ah, uh, that's fine, mate. He doesn't like it. See, because he likes he <laughs> likes M- be- he likes NBA. He likes NBA. So I'm saying he. Yeah, he's. I thought he'd be right, like Brenton, being Brenton. Sorry, mate. I'll stick to Brenton. All good. Thanks, mate. Full B- names for everyone. BV. Brenton, Tristan, BV. Right. What do you just want us to call you? Third place. A third. There you go. Yeah. Call, top three. Call, top call three. King of Talking League. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Been in here three weeks and he's taken Far over. All right. Um, anyways, Kraz, yes, massively. I think the buy is going to be good for him because he's got a. It's a. It's a rib injury, isn't it? Is that what? Brenton, is that what he was out with? Was it a... Who's this? Graz. Um, uh, no, it's his knee. No, no, it's his, his knee. knee, I think it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But they kind of rushed him because of the other injuries. So I feel that the buy is actually going to do him good. So he'll probably have good buy signals after the buy, yep. is what I'm reckoning. Wow. Yeah, there you go, man. No, nice, nice pun. <laughs> now, boys, the other one I was probably looking at before Ben Turbo came up was Jesse Ramian, because I think he actually did bottom on the weekend as well. I probably have too many senses now that I don't have to go... Mm-hmm. Chasing there, we've got, I've got Bird, Lemuelu, Manu, and now Travojevic. So that's a no probably now for me. He did burn me last year as well. But, Same. boys, any interest? No? <laughs> yeah, he burnt me last year as well. B, third place, BV. Um, mate, no interest from me, to be honest. we've. I think that the centres are quite clear of who the ones you are needing to own, being Lemuelu, Bird, and when Joey Manu comes back, I don't think you need to carry a centre who's as inconsistent right now as Jesse Ramian. Brennan, I'll, I'll give you an alternative to IPAP. Britain Nicara. Yeah, he was on my list. Yep. Nick Nicker is on my list of players to watch of around 16 and 19 yep. as well. He's um he's decreasing a little bit. He's about the same price as IPAP as well, I think, isn't he? 740. His improvement through the last 18 months has been incredible. I, I still I think he's in the top five, and that's been kind of like just just because the Sharks, I'm giving him five. I actually think he's in the top two. Yeah, I think he's got such a good hole running game, especially coming off Hines on that right side. Um, so there's try opportunities for him. Uh, he doesn't shy away from defense. He just get, gets the base stats as well. Um, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good shout. Mm. I love him. Keep him on your radar. I'll, get, I'll put a few others to you guys. One guy that's really underpriced, especially if you haven't gone after deal bags, Jerome Hughes. 601k going into an origin period. Didn't have the best origin period last year, but the year before that, he definitely did. 59 on the weekend, which I did think was his best game. Got an absolute serve, apparently, from Belliac during the week, so about his leadership and just directing the team around. So 601k, if you can get him anywhere around 650k, I know that he doesn't play 19, he does play 16. So it's someone that is actually on my thoughts. Paddy, did you have a look? Yeah, I um, I actually did. Well, just because of the price, I actually just can't believe how cheap he is at the moment. So, yeah, he burnt me as well last year, yep. kind of going in. Um, yeah, like he's a gun. And he should like he should be playing up to it. I feel that the Storm have been a bit inconsistent this year, which is probably why Belliac just gave him a, a bit of a serve. And maybe the the fact that he's staying on galvanizes them a little bit. So, 
Yeah, watch three dates, but he's a he's a strong option. If we can get someone like a guitar up to that price, I wouldn't mind doing a straight swap. But Brenton, any thoughts towards Jerome Hughes? Uh, look, I think the 2021 season was a bit of an outlier for him, being that COVID ball. Um, so not really any interest from me. The main players I'm targeting are guys who play at least two of the buy rounds um, and who are, are a lot more consistent. Um, now, the halves position as well, everyone's got a Heinz, everyone's got a Cleary, and everyone should have a second gun. Do you really need to carry a 650 grand half who's inconsistent? Not really for me, but I can also see the appeal from what he did last game. You're Brenton making sense tonight. I know. I'm sick of this already. <laughs> well, Heinz, Heinz is an interesting one, isn't it? Because if he doesn't get selected, like he's a straight swap in for, for Cleary. Well, 16-19, he'll play if he New South Wales win games, right? And then, boys, I've got a couple of roosters that kind of I was just having a look at today. Now, Matt Lodge, he's had some really good games lately. He's at 461k. I'm not telling you to get him. I think he still needs to hit the starting lineup with also Jared in there. But Mm. the guy that's getting really, really cheap, and I do think that in the next few weeks we might see him return to the wing, is Joseph Suolihi. He's at 372k with a break-even of 38. Does have a beautiful duel as well. We know what he can do on the right wing. Wouldn't surprise me if Manu and, and Suolihi are parked back on the right side once they both return, when Manu returns in a couple of weeks. Let Hutchison just run the team. Big kicking game. Would not be surprised if that is their little outlet. Out. If he gets somewhere in the mid-350s, if I can cash down to him, I actually might do it. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I like that. I think was it last week or the week before? I don't know why they haven't done that already. I don't know why it wasn't a Manu center. Swally. It's failed, right? It has failed. Well, he's. I don't know why they're being stubborn about making him. It's he's. It's not like they're his long term project. He's not going to be here. He's going. He's going to rugby. So Win play, games. Him on, play him. Play him on the wing. Yep. I don't understand why it hasn't happened. Definitely agree, Brennan. Any thoughts towards Suwalee, mate? Yeah, the the dual position is juicy, um, but it has to be a two three date rule. I think, and I think the Roosters actually need to be showing something in offense. Um, I don't think they're really doing that right now. But, you know, if he goes to the wing and he's the goal kicker, then, you know, if he gets under that 350, I might consider it. Nice. I like it. Now, any others that we are looking at, Brenton, for round 16? 16? Uh, just a couple of guys that you could probably keep an eye on. Uh, Reed Marnie. At the hooker position, if you're wanting to get someone for 16 and 19, mm-hmm. um, there's not many premium hookers who are really playing those two rounds. Um, as we said, Tigers players, David Clemmer, um, if he can somehow jag an extra 10 minutes in that mid, he becomes really interesting. Uh, he's, I think he's playing in the mid-40s minutes and scoring in the mid-40s. So almost one PPM. If he gets to 60, becomes a keeper again. Um, the other who's potentially coming back too late is Keon Kolomatangi. Oh, yeah. Yep. So someone who hasn't really been mentioned because he's obviously been injured um, was probably going to play in New South Wales potentially. Um, but he'll have a pretty high break even from getting injured in his last game. Um, so he, he doesn't play 16, um, but does play through 17 and 19. Nice. I like the shout. Any others there, Patty? that you got your yeah, I, had, I had pending origin Coruscant. Because I'm not sure yeah. if he'll get the call up. He's under 600k he's, um, now, right? Well, yeah, he's still got a big break even, so he's still going to lose a bit more money, um, which obviously isn't great if he's just bleeding cash. But he definitely has the quality in him, um, and a very, very long shot. But I heard a recent interview with Pappenhausen around either a June, July return, so he could actually be coming back before. Round 16. Wow. So just a little smoke. I don't know. Look, unconfirmed reports, but he could actually be back and integrated into the team. Um, he has come out on the to, as a statement to say that he's like he wants to play this year. So it's not, year, it's not year off. Imagine he comes back from the bench, burns cash, <laughs> and then post-origin, all these players under 550K. Puppy, Ponga, Teddy, Turbo. Oh, so good and a great draw home as well. Um, it's bringing all the dreams of 2021 fantasy to life. <laughs> I think so, mate. Big time. Now, boys, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about Helam Lukey here, Brenton. 516K, break even of five. Now, he absolutely brained him last week, but kind of a career game. What's your thoughts on this one? Are people going to be chasing his score this week, mate? Uh, don't know about chasing. I think if you're going to do it, you need to do it this week. 
Um, he scores another 45. There's another 40 grand. He goes up to 550, then becomes too awkward in his price. Mm. Um, so I think you need to do it. I don't think everyone's expecting him to score 80s. Um, but he does have that good buy coverage in 13 and 16. Um, I feel like his job security is quite safe as well, even when Jeremiah Nanai does come back. I know Nanai plays on that right side, but Lukey has traditionally played on the left. Mm. Um, and I think that he would be safe, and I think Jack Gazeski would go back to the bench. Yeah, even if Leilua came back as well, you'd have to think he would come back from the interchange, given well, he hasn't played a game, right? So, Well, when, when Leilua joined the Cowboys, he was actually coming through as a prop uh, middle forward um, to start with, so I don't think they'd even put him in onto the edge straight away anyway. Yeah. Um, but a few stats for Hylam Lukey is that when he plays over 60 minutes, he's averaging 54.8. Um, he does have a bit of a higher try scoring rate on that, about 0.66 per game. Um, but I think that's achievable with this Cowboy side if they're getting their attack back on track. Um, we saw Again, we saw what Jeremiah and I did last year. Mm. Um, and if he's playing on that side, he's got serious attacking upside. Yeah. I think it's sometimes we forget that that's what they do, that they're good at scoring tries, mm. that we kind of don't put enough emphasis on the fact that they have to score every week because that's their talent, right? Mm. So them, you know, him, uh, Britton Acora, Teague Wilton, they're scoring tries because they're great at hitting holes, great at reading the play. So I actually think it's a great buy. I bought him in round 10. Did you bring him in round 10 as well, Brent? I, I brought him in round 10 as well, mate. Yeah. So we got paid back a little bit last week. So I'm going to say he's still a buy. You're also on the wagon there, Brennan. 100%. Perfect. But only if you buy him this week. Now, Pat, let's move on to... I don't know if we're going to have to do this. Are you going to be too excited to talk about this guy? <laughs> That's right. I've got, a, pl- be okay? I've got a good answer. I've Are you going to be answer. okay? I am. Okay. Callum Ponga. Now, he's at... 407k, break even at 23. We can nearly say it's, last week was his career game as well. Three tries this. Cracker game. He had a massive game. Uh, Is it? See, he's timing this. He doesn't like to play. <laughs> he plays from round 12 to round 20 every year. Every Man, year. As long as we get some wins. But he doesn't I mean, actually play in the middle part. He plays, <laughs> no, he plays origin, origin one, two, and three. <laughs> I'm not backing up. Oh, jeez. Um, look, he had an ma- awesome game. He had such a good... That second half from the Knights, though, in general, was really good. So I don't know if he just fed off it. But yeah, what was three tries? He used to try, line break. Like, it was a massive, massive game. And um, I don't know if everyone follows Rugby League writers on Twitter, but some good content. Like, they, they made a piece around the try that he scored, that line break, is an example of what he can't do at fullback. Like, that's a specific example of what he can do at 5'8 versus being at fullback. He's growing into the role. Well, yeah, he's only... I Every mean, week he's, he's getting played, a little bit better. Yeah, he's only played two full games this year. I think the Bali trip did him well, not to not to laugh about it, but, you know, they were a little bit embarrassed against Parramatta in terms of the defensive yeah. efforts that they put out there. Mm. So, even Bradman Best, apparently they didn't get on the piss. He didn't. No. He went to build houses. He was the only houses. one that went. He was the only one that went. Oh, it was just Best. Oh, was it just Best? <laughs> yes. The media picked the story up and annihilated the Knights. It was just Best. Funny that they haven't apologised. I know. Especially one th- NRL 360. Jeez. Oh, well, I mean, they've got other fires, don't they? Yeah. Now, 18th man, 407K. Who would have ever thought? When do we, like, if, is it too early to buy him? Yeah, you can't buy him. So, like, when when, we'll, okay. when I read the team sheet, I go, is Caelan Pong still a buy with Origin? No. And my reasoning, now, you're talking, I'm someone who started the year with him. So, and, and he was at, what, 550K to start the year. So, he was still cheap. The reason why I say no is... If you didn't think it was a good buy at the start of the year, then he's still not like... I even remember you and me doing the team previews and it's like, Pong is a good buy if you're going to start with him and then sell him before Origin because he's actually... He's missing so many games leading up to it. Like, he's going yeah. to get picked. He's going to be out. If anything, hopefully it means that his price stagnates because he's not going to play that many games during this period. But the Knights do finish up their buys around 19. So he is going to be, if he's at an acceptable price and he continues growing the role, builds his fitness, and he avoids concussions, touch wood, then from round 20 onwards, he could be a gun. Beautiful jewel as well. Great jewel. Like, he's someone that I'm definitely targeting, but even as a 
as a fan and a night supporter, I'm not go- going to look at him until post All right. origin. We'll put him on lay-by, get him after origin. Watch this. Okay. Right. See, we'll I told that. you I'd be sensible about You are it. a little bit sensible, too sensible tonight. <laughs> Brenton, let's talk about Ruben Garrick because he was on your mind earlier tonight. Now, he is at right on 500k, break-even of 24. What's your thoughts on him? Because finding a little bit of form, hit a 40 and a 50 in a row. Manly's not in exactly greatest form, but it seems that he's one of the standouts. Yeah, look, again, from the start of the podcast, if you're going to pick a winger in the wing fullback position, he's one of the very select few that I would pick. I love a goal-kicking winger who can score tries and who's got that good buy coverage. He's covering around 13. He's covering around 16. When he scores tries, he's getting you in the 50s. Now, if Turbo can kind of realize any potential from what he had back two years ago, Gareth's going over for tries left, right, and center. Um, so I I really like Garrick. Um, he's got a season average already of 44, priced at a 35. So you've got that almost 10 points of value right now. Um, you could also wait a week to see how if Turbo gets into origin because I think he does average a little bit higher when Turbo plays. Um, I don't think they'll shift him back to wing fullback. I think they'll oh, – sorry, to fullback. Um, I think they'll run KO weeks there if Turbo gets picked. Mm. Um, that's the only part that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, it's not out of reach um, if he goes boom this week. I'd probably wait until next week, but he is – I probably prefer him over drink water right now. Yeah, nice. Well, he, he plays both 13, 16, and that goal kicking, like you said. Drink is making a lot of errors. I do like the fact that Drink touches the ball a lot, though. But mm. both are very valuable, I think, for both 13 and 16. To, to be fair, I am chasing both of those guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Now, I wanted to touch on Tevita Totola because before this news on Ben Travojevic, I was highly going to get him. So 445K, break even 26. I think we have seen him bottom now. I've obviously, had a couple of weeks ago, he had some off-field uh, indiscretion, not indiscretions. Well, unfortunately, his dad passed away. So, I've, you know... It was always going to have a shorter game against the Storm, unfortunately. So, you know, hearts out to, to Vita and his family. But he's had three games back from his MCL, 35-30, and then very impressive 44 on the weekend. Look back to his best, 49 minutes played, four tackle breaks in that, 140 metres gained and 24 tackles. I think he's underpriced, and I think he'll be great during this origin period as well. The only downside is, is obviously he's been injured multiple times this year, so there's a bit of a risk around that. There's a little bit of talk because of them being a bit short in props that he is still in Brad Fittler's sights because he has been in the Origin squad for the last two years. But I just think he'll be short of a run with Jake coming back as well. I think that kind of takes him out of the reckonings as well. 545K, started this season at 600K, and I think that's what he's actually worth. So I think if you get him in now for round 13, he'll play 13 and 19, and I think he'll be a big part of your, your Origin buy planning if you can fit him in for this week. Now, Paddy, let's move on to James Tedesco because a lot of people... Not liking what we saw last week. He's at 550K going into a pretty fired up Dragons this week, I think, with a new coach. Break even at 54. I know Brenton is all ears on this one. <laughs> Hold or cut your losses, man? Oh, it was such a tough question. It's actually such a good question, though. And yeah, I like what you said about the Dragons. Isn't there a, what's the, is it a myth about the bounce back after the week a coach has been sacked? Like the, the, it's a positive record? Just depends if they need a headline, I think. I don't know. And, um, I mean, we were speaking about this. The Dragons have been in games. Their total loss margin over six weeks is like 17 or something. So, and that was only because of the blowout last week. Yeah, Before that, well, it was. Even, even last week, they, they could have won. Isn't, isn't that right? Well, they're winning after 10 minutes and then the cows just took yeah, them apart. Storm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, with Teddy, he's just he's lost so much cash. So I think if you're an owner, I think you have to hold at least for the week because anything can happen against the Dragons. Well, right? both teams need a bounce back. Yeah, right? both like so both of them need a bounce back. And I actually like your narrative about Hutchinson. Like I feel like he might straighten them up a bit because that that the Roosters' attack has just been so awful. Like Teddy needs a good game before Origin. He needs to show up. That's number one. Yeah. But with Kiri at six, like Kiri hasn't run a short side play in like five weeks, and that was their bread and butter. So they need to click in. If you're an owner, hold. And if you're a non-owner, don't be looking. I <laughs> could. Yeah. Not I at reckon the moment. you like, don't look at him you at can't all. Look. So I think you got to hold for at least one week because the other thing that I wanted to t- to touch on was. The way the Roosters are going, he's not going to get rested 
from Origin. Well, they can't now. Yeah, they they're can't, not in the position. Right? Yeah, they're not in the position. So and Manu, who knows? Like they've given exactly. us a little bit of information, but there's no exactly. So it, you don't he have might not ready, come back. Yeah, you don't yeah. have the ready-made player to come in. There's even a, ch- a chance that Suwali is playing on the wing as well. So you're not if you're not going to back up Teddy, you're not going to back up Suwali. You're not so if Teddy brains him this week. I know that we're both kind of in the corner of like selling him for round 13, especially guys like Brenton who don't have the wing fullbacks yet and he's yeah. looking at both Garrick and Drinkwater. If he brains them on the weekend, tons up. What are you doing with him? Oh, I, yeah, you'd probably hold. Because when at what point, like Brenton, here's a good question then. When did you bring him in? Like has he been a season-long prospect or did you bring him in because you thought he bottomed out but you didn't realise he had still more to drop? Yeah, that's exactly right. I brought him in at 616K. Yeah. Um, and the part that hurts me the most about that is that I could have afforded Latrell Mitchell at the same time oh. when Latrell had bottomed out at 670. Um, but I thought Teddy had a better chance of backing up mm. um, after Origins, um, and I thought he had a better buy, uh, buy schedule for that kind of backup. Yeah. So I, I positioned him as I thought he'd be at least a 45 to 50-point scorer, um, and how wrong I was. Yeah, so Brent, I think in Brenton's situation yes. where he's in the top 10, I don't think you can hold him past round 13 because no. the guys around him are all going to be having wing fullbacks. Some of them could have Walshy. So old, actually, the two guys that you mentioned, Drinkwater and also Garrick, I think would be a safer play because of the fact that they yeah. play those kind of – they're going to play more games. Would you pull the trigger now then? Would you pull the trigger on Tedesco this week no. for one of those guys? Because you'll be able to afford both the other two guys pretty think, easily. Correct. I also think Drinkwater and Garrick are probably going to get – Burnt this week, don't they have tough games? So I don't uh, think Drinkwater's got the Tigers. Yeah, oh, on Saturday Tiger, night. Tigers bounce back, baby. Don't worry about that. So, <laughs> but the thing with I think B, you you'll be in a better position to, especially with Garrick, to figure out whether Turbo's going to be there or not. Mm, if yeah. he's not there, and you're saying that he averages more with Turbo, or well, you want Turbo in the team, so it'll give yeah. you one more week to analyze it all. And yeah, then I, I still think I, Turbo will, uh, I do, Teddy will score. I do, I do plan on holding him. Um, I did look up a stat on Teddy's last five games against the Dragons. Uh, what was his average? It was, a, it was in the mid-50s, and that was including an injury-affected six. Yeah, well, I think well that Anzac yeah. day, he scored his first try for the season, broke his duck in that game as well. Had some good moments in that one as well. I think definitely hold for the time being and just make a reassessment for next week. But Brenton, let's move on. Let's continue with Manly. We're talking about Turbo. If he doesn't make Origin, will you? Is he maybe even a trade in? So I'm going to say no. Uh, you can't trade him in on just on namesake. He needs to prove something. Um, mate, when we watched him at Magic Round, I didn't even realize he was on the field. It was like. He was a rock and Reese Walsh was a diamond. Mm. Uh, I didn't notice him on the field. He looked disinterested. He looked hobbled. Um, I feel like he's a very strong avoid. He's had all year. He, like People are saying he's carrying injuries and everything. He's only missed one game. And to me, he hasn't shown any form. Mm. There's one game he scored a try and scored 16. You know, that, that doesn't ever do it for, for me. Um, and his last five average is 27. Mm. So you know, you you, you try, I think if people are trying to buy him, they're bringing him him in because he's a name in fantasy. Mm. Um, I think he needs at least three dates before jumping on him. Yeah, you know, Brenton, just just on that. So uh, I'm pretty sure it was Brandy on on Sen said that Turbo last week hit out at eighty percent at training, right at training. But that's the first time he's done that since January. Mm. So I think that's the the no injury. Confidence. Well, yeah, just, I think that's the injury comment because he's not playing at 100%. So whether it is confidence or maybe it is like there is something still holding him back. So he can't fully stretch out yet. He's still going through his loading. and. Well, if Brandy uh, knows that, he's a selector. So they're uh, taking that into meetings as well. Britain Nakora burnt him easily on the weekend. I so. also I saw that the, the whisper is um, that Campbell Graham actually is going to get the left wing. So... What Brian Toho and, and Crichton on the right? Potent- well, yeah, I mean those talk about the centre. So yeah, I don't know if it's going to be um, Turbo necessarily, but yeah, I mean it could be it could be Crichton. I'm not. The They've got to take Toho in. He's the best winger in the game. Yeah, sorry, he'll definitely be on the other w- wing regardless. But I think that to me might mean that Turbo could still be in the sights if Somewhere. they're not going to. Yeah, if they're not going to select um, Graham in the centres. All right, boys, let's move on to some cashies. 
First one, I'll cover this one, Valence Tafare. So, unfortunately, a lot of people got burnt by him. 15, 16% owner. Last round, 9,123 coaches brought him in. Crazy stuff. Now, my advice for this, because I don't rate him to start with anyway. I thought that was a bit of an outlier game against the Sharkies at Magic Round. I just, if you've got low trades, you're going to have to hold and then maybe just pray and like actually go to church and pray for some injuries <laughs> because... Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be coming in anytime soon unless Aiken or Lee get injured, which is a high probability, maybe. But I think if you still got high trades, just cash him down to Burbo and just take the 70 grand in the bank. I think that'll be the safest option for you right now. Now, Brenton, let's move to you had Billy Smith. Did you? Yeah, you had Billy Smith. 431K, yes. a break even of nine, uh, negative nine, 11% owner, smart. 12, round 12, 16,000 people brought him in. But what's your thoughts for round 12? Uh, I feel he'll still be a trap, but the start of the year is really telling us otherwise, isn't it? Um, I, I got burned by him last year, mate. I um, I started with him over Isaac Tago mm. um, for the sake of that 30 grand, and that put me behind the eight ball at the very start. <laughs> I was with you, mate. Um, oh, mate, I think, I, I think it was you who convinced me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was very. It was also very hard. He was very hard to trade out because he just wasn't making money. Um, it's obviously different now. He's got the negative break even, and it, I didn't realize it was actually that that negative. So, um, I'll, I'll put on my negative Nancy hat right now. In that season, two thousand and twenty-two, he averaged twenty-one. Uh, now that had an injury effect a game in it. If you take the eighty-minute games, he only averaged twenty-seven. And that was including similar games like he played where he had a fair few tackle breaks, etc. So sometimes he'd just go missing. Um, the other part, obviously, is that poor guy's injury history. Um, the five games that he played last year, that was more than he played in the three years combined before that. Yep. Um, you know, last week, he did have a lot of errors. He offloaded so much. I don't think that's sustainable at centre. Um, so, you know, if you need a cash down at centre... I'm not going to tell you no, but I still, from the very start, you need to run the likes of your Bird, Lemuelu, and your Manu. Yeah, safe advice. Now, let's wrap things up with Harrison Edwards here, Paddy. 378K break, even at 12. Another one that had a career game last week, mate. Thoughts? Massive. I mean, yeah, very inflated, to be fair. Like, it was a 70 with a try, so I feel that if you're looking at him, you're, you're probably chasing. So, I took a look. He, he's The games that he's played, he plays big minutes in the middle. Mm. So he's averaging 60 minutes, but in the two, sorry, the two prior games, 60 minutes, and he got a 36 and a 32. Compared to, to last week where he did score the try, he had an uptick in attacking stats, plus he got inflated minutes. Like They're, they're still working King back from injury. So King's playing limited minutes. Thompson's on the horizon apparently as well. So... And the, I think the big thing with, with Edwards, um, and Brenton, I mean, you're a doggies man, but like maybe you can shed more light. But, you know, Edwards was on the – he was 18th man two weeks ago. So he kind of made his day – or he came into the squad, played two games, and he dropped to 18th man. Now he's come back in. So he's, he doesn't even have secure – he doesn't have the best job security. Yeah. We're even seeing on their bench like Pele out this week. So is it going to be Edwards? You know, it kind of also seems like Serrato's going to manage – his younger players when when he can, um, maybe except for except for Preston, but I don't know. Like, I, if if the question is if I think he's a trap, he does. He smells of trap city at yeah. the at the moment. I think so too, boys. We're going to rip through this a little bit quicker. Joey Manu and Nass was on our lists now for both these guys. Seeing that Nass is actually named to play, I think it's a pain management thing. I think you hold on him, Joey Manu. They're talking about short term. NRL physio was very confident that. Had it been a grand final this week, it would actually be playing. So I think from what the Roosters have, and then his comparison against different injuries, probably looking that post the buy that in round 14 that he should be back on the field. Now, boys, let's talk captains. Let's talk about who we're captaining this week. And then we want to have a little look at kind of our buy period captains for round 13. At the moment, I'm thinking Hines is obviously my captain for this week. But buy period captain, I'll probably go between... JDB, Hopgood, or SJ as mine. Brenton, moving to you. Yeah, so I'm captaining Cleary this week. Um, I am a Cleary and a Hines owner. Um, and the thing I promised myself is that whoever played the first game, 
that's who get the captain that week. So, okay. you know, Panthers playing on the Thursday, it means my captain's out of the way. And then if anything happens to Hines later on, I can get do something different with it. Uh, for the buy rounds, uh, yeah, SJ and JDB are the two main ones I'm looking at, but I will be most likely running it with SJ. Mate, are you captaining in Cleary so then on the app it says you're first? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I love it. It Screen, was screenshot. last week. Screenshots like it. it and then moves on. Patty, what are you thought? what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so I'm a chins up, chins up this week, boys, uh, for captaincy. But for, yeah, for the buys, JDB, probably most likely. Hopgood, Smokey. Um, I mean, even, even Horse. Horse is playing pretty well. Horse, I like it. Because, yeah, I mean, he was on track for a cracker score last week, but he got, the, got a sin bin. So time... You know, negative seven plus time missed in the field, ten, and he's still cracked a, a fifty or like for forty nine. So he's um he's doing really well, really good things. Uh, and a smoky one for those who don't have too big is even Jack Bird. Like, let's watch and see what happens under the new coach because he's been he's been killing it. Yeah, I like it. All right, boys. Before we go to the audience questions, I'm going to skip narrative of the week tonight. We're just running a little bit short on time. But a bit of cash happening here. So create, coach, and compete in fantasy footy for free with Game Day Squad. Now, you know you get free packs every single week to build your squad. So it's free, fun, and easy to compete now at gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app. Now, new cash prizes, season-long in their captain open league. Now, weekly cash prizes for first, second, and third in both captain open. 1000 bucks for first each week. Second, 500 bucks, 250 for third. So get involved in both AFL and NRL, both of them. So like I said, gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app. Now the second one, one of our great mates, Tui at James. He's jumped on board as well. Now in the coming weeks, so just stay tuned to the socials and also the podcast. Now we've got a fully catered box at a Roosters home game coming up. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Saturday night against the Storm. So I've got eight tickets to give away over the next kind of like four weeks. Me, Patty. Andy, Corby, and Gussie will all be there. So get on the drink with us, fully catered, and it's going to be a pretty big event. So Tui will be there as well. But just a little bit about James. So they're the first to market in Australia AI share trading app. So they're here to revitalize your investment game. They're actually a former client of mine when I was at CMC Markets. So James analyzes a single stock in just 73 seconds with real-time data Every 15 minutes, giving you a competitive edge you need to succeed. James's AI algorithm processes over 10 million pieces of data daily, uncovering hidden patterns and opportunities that can supercharge your portfolio. So say goodbye to emotional biases and hello to data-driven decision-making. So for a limited time only, they're offering an exclusive 20% discount to everyone that signs up. Simply sign up, contact us Contact them on the app and mention that you love Talking League to unlock the offer. Terms and conditions do apply. Just see www.jaimsapp.com for details. All of these details will be in the show notes as well. But great company, Tui at James. Like I said, over the next four weeks, we'll be giving eight tickets away for a fully catered event at a Roosters home game coming up. So I'll announce that in the coming weeks. Pretty exciting stuff there to get on the drink with the punters there, Patty. Oh, man. Come Well, I missed out on Magic Round, so I'm going absolutely game So that will be your event. Magic Round. This is my Magic Round, so saddle up whoever's coming along. I like it. Well, Patty, let's get to the audience questions. Thank you to everyone that has sent them in. Thank you to everyone also leaving reviews on Apple and Spotify. If you haven't yet, if you could please leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Go for it, Patty. Cool. So, Brenton, this one's for you. Uh, Ratima Rolston is asking, outside of Miller, Walsh, Trell, Buller, Manu, Hammer, Drinky, who is the Hail Mary pod at wing fullback during the origin period? Slim pickings out here, lads. Yeah, so there's a fair shopping list that he's taken out of there, but I think we noticed at the very start it's Ruben Garrick. Um, Again, winger, goal kicking, can score tries. He's probably nine, ten points undervalued. Um, I think he's the best shout. Nice. I like it. Jack Gardner, Paddy, Lukey or Totola? Yeah, look, Jack. So, Brenton and TK, who, especially Brenton with his uh, rank of three, is very keen on Lukey. But out of the two, for me personally, it's Totola. I th- I think there's more upside in Lukey, and he's going to generate cash quickly. Um, but I am more worried with job security around Nanai uh, being back in round 14. And he's traditionally a bench player. Even at full strength, I feel like they'll use him for impact. So he still might get, 
move to the bench, 40 to 50 minutes, just just a bit of a yo-yo. Um, where Totola, I just prefer the consistency. Like, he's mm. going to be the starting prop. Like, he gets benefit during the origin period because there's going to be a lot of guns out, so more responsibility falls on him. He's returning to his fitness, and he's got a pretty pretty well-baked-in um, at like 10 points of value. So he's underpriced at the moment. So I'd be going with uh, with Totola personally. Nice. Uh, Tristan Luke Adams is asking, hop good now or pick up Totola slash Harris for value next week? Harrison Edwards, what do you reckon? And is Hosking a trade if benched, which he wasn't? Yeah, I like Hopgood because he plays 13, 16, and 19. So I know that you probably did him dirty, but you can always pick him up and just apologize. Now, Totolo, I do think he's very, very good trade this week. I think you've subbed it up pretty well there, Paddy. I don't have to go into too much. I think Toe with a week's rest presents definite value, and he's in my sights. New Zealand, like I mentioned at the top of the show, play seven of the eight games during Origin, but not round 16. So just make a... I think with a week's rest, he's going to be very, very good value. Maybe even pick him up next week, depending on who makes Origin. Harrison Edwards, I'm an avoid, as Paddy was as well. As Paddy mentioned, the team just changes week to week. He's been 18th man a lot. I just don't think he has the job security for, to tempt my fate. The other thing with the doggies is, so just be careful how many dogs, sharks, and tigers you're bringing in already because I'm assuming that you might have Carl, you might have, you, you might have Nico, so that's already two. You probably have Buller, that's three. So if you load up on Harrison Edwards, you literally cap yourself out and you're not going to be able to bring any more Tigers, Sharks, or Bulldogs till post the buy, which is six weeks away. Yeah. So you're kind of capping yourself out. I don't think you need to do that. Hosking is a hold till around 16. I think we're overthinking that part a little bit at the moment, Patrick. <laughs> TBC, we'll see. <laughs> I'll get the itchy fingers. Um, Brenton, Aunt Hayes asking, hold Manu or trade straight to, con, uh, to the con man? Have Bird and the one and only Billy Smith. This is also for head-to-head. Yeah, so for head-to-head, I would probably still hold Joey Manu, um, providing that you think he is going to be back in round 14. Um, Lemuelo is the only player on that list that I would say I don't mind it, um, as long as you've got a plan to potentially get Manu back if he's playing the six. As we discussed, he might get shifted back to centre, and that doesn't make him as... I, I think that Lemuelo tips him after that. Yeah. Nice. Paddy. Now, Al, uh, you say this name pretty well usually. It's Faye Yunadi. Is that how you would pronounce that one, Paddy? I would say Faye Yunadi. Faye Yunadi. Faye Yunadi. Ali? Ali? Or is it Al? I'd say Ali. Ali? Okay. Hold. Ali. Ali. I like that name. If you're listening, Ale, we would love to know what the pronunciation is. Maybe send the send little a inbox, a yeah, yeah, a little inbox video, so we can get that right on a weekly basis. Because I know you like sending in, and we appreciate the questions. Hold Manu, or use the opportunity to get Walshy, who looks like he might miss Origin, and back up for the Bronx. Yeah, we've made made mention of this. I think Manu's a hold. Um, don't pull the trigger onto it until next week, because I mean, Walsh still might be there. Pong, something could happen to Ponga. Like, the last thing you'd want to do is pull the trigger on that this week, bring in Walshy, and then he's in origin anyway. Even as 18th man, he uh, he misses, doesn't he? So, yeah, be very, very wary of that. Um, but, yeah, with Manu, the only thing, now I'm thinking about if he gets shifted to, to the centres after the buy, I mean, that'd be a disaster. But either way, hold him for now. We don't know what his fate is. Yep. Uh, Tristan Hunter-Smith is asking, must have players for the next two buy rounds, next five rounds. Okay, round 13, Hopgood, SJ, Tohu, Madison, Bird, Lemuelu, Dillbags, and Drinkwater. I think your premium's there. Round 16, a few of those guys actually back up. The likes of Hopgood, Madison, and Dillbags, and Drinkwater will all track up. You could probably add Robson to that list as well, who also back up for round 16. Round 16's a bit of a tricky one. I do like Karaz and Jerome Hughes in that period. So it all depends on kind of how Nico... We'll know more. On Sunday, we'll, we'll have, a, I think, a very good indication of kind of where Nico Hines sits. Yep. Uh, Brenton, Mark Wells is asking, Miller starting to bleed cash, looking to sell to Walsh or wait until after 13? Yeah, I think you answered that pretty well in your um, question before, mate. Uh, Walsh could very well be an origin. We don't we don't know that. We'll know more on the Sunday. Miller does have that two-by cover as well, uh, as in 13 and 16. So I think you wait one week and then reevaluate. Nice. Paddy, Jaden Cottle, 
Potential buys for the week. There are some great options that don't play 13. However, the likes of Billy the Kid Smith and Val Meninga, who is not named, so we can scrap that part out. Are they options right now, or is the priority the target buy plays during this origin period? Cheers, mate. Yeah, so yeah, so Val not named. Um, he still might be a late call up because Aiken did his hammies, didn't he? I don't know. So well, they're going to be praying. So yeah, e- either way, he's way too risky, um, and either, he doesn't hold the spot regardless. If they're full strength and Aiken's fit and Brenko's fit, Val Val doesn't get the spot. Uh, so to answer your question, I think definitely round 13 is the priority. Like if you're sitting here and you don't have your team sorted or you're still a bit scratchy on it, I really think you need to to focus on that and pay attention to it. Um, I think we've made pl- made mention of, of plenty of options uh, during this show, uh, but someone not necessarily mentioned yet is uh, is Davey. So I made mention of him at the at the top of the show. I think he presents really good value. Um, the news with uh, Lane out as well. Just probably further solidifies his spot. Um, he's got cash to make. So if you're looking for for an edge, uh, apart from the the people that we've made mention of throughout the show, wouldn't mind having a little look at uh, at Davy. Uh, TK Jeremy Carroll is asking: Is Edwards a good cash down now? Tafare won't be named. Will free up cash for me to pick up Bird and Robson next week. Also, any nerves picking up Bird now? Hook has been sacked. Always nerves, but. I think he's playing very, very well in the forwards. And it's not like a brand-new coach is coming in, but the assistant coach is coming in. So I think some of the ideas will still stick, and then he'll have his own. But I think Bird is in their top three players. So I don't think you have to worry. He's put on a hell of a lot of weight too, so I can't play, see him playing like fullback anytime soon or anything like that. Now, Edwards, he did have an outlier game. It's not the worst trade in the world. It does present values, but I do think you need to be having a lot of trades to actually be taking that punt. Now, the final part is, is there a nurse, a nurse picking up Brewhook? Yeah, it's an interesting one. And, yeah, the other thing I was just going to have was just that warning around round 16 and round 17 with the Tigers, Doggies and Sharks not to load up too much because you could have the likes of Hines, Buller, Preston, who I forgot to mention, Alamotti, Wilton. So you might already be capped out. If anything, you might. And if everyone should just maybe start having a look how many players they've actually got from the Sharks, Dogs and Tigers as well. So... Trap for young players, but let's keep moving on. That's it. Nah, we've got more. Chrissy Cook. Oh, oh. Sorry, mate. Can you answer? Okay, I got it. Chris Cook for you, Brenton. Any interest in Charles Nickel Clockstead? I can trade Teddy to Drinky or CNK, but thinking might be best to wait a week as the Roosters have the Dragons. Totally agree. Uh, wait till round 13. Uh, Teddy has the Dragons. Last five games against the Dragons, he averaged 58.6. As I said, that included an injury-affected score of six. Um, if you choose between the, the two of those guys um, and you just don't trust Teddy to find any form, I would go drink water. I feel like he's got higher upside. He's taking some of the place-kicking in the field. Um, I feel like he's got better attacking stats. The Cowboys are looking a little bit better, um, where Charles just relies really on those run meters um, to, to get any form of his score and a couple of attacking stats if he can get them. I feel like they've both got the same floor. Um, Drinky has a better buy coverage at the start and the standalone buy in round 15, which is much easier to cover. For sure. Shout out to Cookie, champion bloke. Now, Paddy Kieran Patole now moved up. He moved up another 2,000K and sitting on 18 trades. His options, Hosking pending on his role and Sonny Luke to Tyler and Drinkwater. Manu pending his injury and Sonny Luke to TK's love interest, Billy Smith and Drinky. That is actually Josh's love interest. I don't want to take that from him. Three, just hold this week and play host and Buller. First two options allow me to loop host, Buller, and Isaiah Katoa. Yeah, so firstly, mate, well in uh, climbing those ranks, buddy. That's what you want to be doing. I I would say that 18 trades is pretty low. So I wouldn't go chasing the trades on a week where it sounds like you don't need to be making them. So I think option three is the best way to go. Um if you do get itchy feet out of the first two options, option one is the one that I like the most. I think, yeah, that's what I would say. But I just just hold for the week. I think uh, I think you're all all good. Nice. Final uh, question. Final question is Chris Rudder for UTK. What do you do with your life if you shouldn't make trades this week? I've got two thoughts. Fast and the Furious Twenty Eight is out this week, so you can go watch that. <laughs> I think that would be a fun movie. Take the whole family. Or, as me and Patty were talking before, Amazon Prime has just released Air. Now, I went to the movies to watch it three weeks ago. 
So if you've got Amazon Prime, it's free. It's free on there, and it's a great movie. So, yeah. Not bad. I think it's pretty cheap. Amazon Prime is like six bucks or something. So cheap. Well, yeah. I mean, you sign up for Prime and you get the all the shipping, the express shipping and stuff, and then you get video for free. Yeah. All right, boys. That was the greatest podcast ever. You know what? I should have started the show saying Andy Burden and Josh Corby <laughs> has have been stood down due to personal reasons. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no further details. There's nothing else. I'm actually standing him down. How much? How much better was that? Like, I learned a lot tonight. I learned so much. Jeez, what you get in the room when uh, number three is in in the on the seat? Look at this. We've got to cheer him home now, Brenton. Thanks for your thoughts tonight, mate. Thanks for jumping in. We might actually bring him. Corby's still away for a couple of weeks, so we might just keep lifting this IQ up a little bit and bringing him back for a couple of weeks. Great that. Yeah, mate. Whenever you just want me, just let me know. I love that. See, I love the attitude. I know. Look See, at that. The other two. Oh, I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, good to see you on the chair. You know what? When Andy comes back, he's on the other chair. Yeah, mate, 100%. He's got to earn his right back. He does. He's like, who can we describe him? He's like, he, he has to come back for a reserve grade. Yeah, I, I, 100%. Come off the bench. That's what he. That's what he's done. I've now worked my way into the starting team on the on the couch. He's right in the pine on the uncomfortable chair. Yeah. We'll make him earn it back. 100%. We'll make it, you know what? what? we have to get him to do? Nah, I feel, I feel nah, bad nah, about nah. it. Nah, nah. We'll whoever's got a higher rank gets the... Yes, the couch, oh, okay. including well, I'm, me. I'm like 8,000 ranks in front of you. That's what I mean. Exactly right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Jason, the boys will be back for Wacky Wednesday. Jake's taking over Thursday. I've got a bit of work. Brenton will be back on Thursday, though. So if you've got any final questions, him, Riley, and Jakey will be back for some great Q&A about an hour before the game, 6.30. So that's all Queenslanders, too. This could be interesting on Thursday. But thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate your company. Thanks for all the support. And we will check you on another show soon. See you, guys.